Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Ketchup, your weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, and with me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. Did you just yawn while you said that? Yeah, and I was doing good. I didn't yawn at all in like the first two clips we recorded. We, I feel like we had so much time for you to yawn. I know. It's like, <laughs> you yawned as soon as I said your name. I think it's a problem. I only yawn <laughs> when we record the podcast. This is, you this, bore me. This is a boring podcast. Uh, we got to liven it up. Well, it's not going to happen on this episode. Oh, no. Here's what I wanted to talk about, and I oh, feel like no. we'll jump right into it. It's obviously going to be another one that gets us... In controversy, as we always are, and our podcasts get unlisted from these websites. Correct. I want to talk about the idea of an audio time capsule because I like what we've got going on. And when I was writing my blog, salvetheearth.com, which I think will get up and running again soon with more new content, I used to like that it was like a time capsule. It preserved my political opinions from before and after I went from like a Bernie Sanders supporter and someone who considered himself a true leftist to someone more, I guess, centrist because he saw himself as a Trump supporter to whatever I am now, which is a politically homeless. I would classify myself as an independent. Um, But even less in the sense of you know, the past and what we've already put down, but what we're going to be recording in the future. Like, let's mark this episode. Okay. Episode number whatever it is, 38 or 39. it's 38. Episode 38, Audio Time Capsule. The name of this is going to be Audio Time Capsule. What are we witnessing and where... Oh, okay. And what will the world look like as we... As we are allowed to continue to put these opinions out there until we are no longer allowed... And until inevitably, I believe this won't ever be able to be heard by anyone. But we'll have it. But we'll have it. And maybe in the future it will be heard at a new time. Um, Alright, so let's... So first, let's let's talk about what we've already recorded. Our first episode, do you remember what the title of it was? Pimento. Was Civil War in the title of our first episode? Yes, Pimentos and Civil War good title <laughs> if you haven't heard that it's a great episode you should go back and listen to it in fact go back and listen to all the other 37 episodes this is a great podcast share it with it. your friends <laughs> but we've been talking about the notion that the country is being divided and dividing itself for a very long time and um, there's all sorts of labels and divisions that get created in American society that get exploited against our own interests as a country and as fellow countrymen brothers and sisters here, um, and I think we've gotten just in these thirty-eight weeks of recording a podcast every week and putting out our thoughts every week, we've watched this country transform a lot and we've gone through a lot. Yeah, it is crazy to think like it's only been thirty-six weeks, and I know. I mean, we said civil war in the first episode, 37. So, thirty-seven, and we said civil war in the first episode, so maybe it hasn't changed that much, but. I mean, let's look at just, like, the vaccine. Like, the, the vaccine is, like, a huge thing right now, and it's completely changed. So, yeah, a lot has changed in 37 weeks, and I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in another 37 weeks, and then another 37 weeks. So, I love this idea of just getting something 
down about? We're in a time that very, very not, very not long ago. How do you say that? So you don't sound like a, a long, long time ago. Not in long a galaxy ago. Far away. I remember internet arguments taking place between people who believed that mandatory vaccines were on the horizon and that there would be events deliberately designed in order to make people take mandatory vaccines in order to usher in a whole new era of medical tyranny and forced medical procedures and all these ideas and that those conversations being dismissed as fringe lunacy or, or a conspiracy theory and the same people who probably considered a conspiracy theory are the ones who are the most ardent and vocal in favor of I saw I saw a journalist who I know who I consider one of the more reasonable like lefty journalists and his opinion was essentially that he believes the government has the right and should be forcing a policy in which people are held down and vaccinated against their will, which is something we are seeing take place around the world in other countries. So we're on the cusp of that happening in America, it seems like, unless something drastically changes. Yeah, no, I mean, the vaccine thing right now is... Scary, scary as all hell. Scarier than COVID ever was, in my opinion. Um, so to watch that going on, like I, I look at Twitter a lot for various topics that I'm interested in, and I watched a debate about if hospital workers should be allowed to deny care to people who didn't get the vaccine which is just, it's an insane, it's an insane take that, like, that's even being discussed. Um, and, like, Bill de Blasio talking about it's time to to shame these people and to, like, to force them. Like, we got Don Lemon and Cuomo talking about how we're, we're evil for not wanting a vaccine. So, yeah, like, I think this, I really think, like, we're going to look back at this moment in history and go either what were we doing or what did we do? Um, I don't think there's any way we look back on this and go, Hey, thank God we did that. Great thing. We were, we were forcing those vaccines. We saved the, we saved the world. Maybe I'm wrong. This is the largest scale science experiment that's ever been conducted. in It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a medical experiment. My, my point is I know plenty of people personally and just from reading their stuff online that are like they don't want anyone to get this vaccine which i understand if you think that there's this vaccine is dangerous and doesn't work and is going to lead to more issues but like i'm not even in that camp i'm more just like listen if you want it get it but if i don't want it i'm not gonna get it like leave me alone like everyone makes their own choice and we're just so far away from that right now. It's absolutely terrifying. Yes. It is absolutely terrifying. Um, but you're seeing around the world, we've had countries like South Africa kind of almost collapse completely. Places like France and German and uh, Greece. Australia and is probably the scariest. Yeah, Australia is very scary. 
military enforced lockdowns for under 300 cases. It's amazing what people are allowing to take hold in this society. But it's also hard to gauge to what extent it's organic. As you were saying about how you were witnessing a Twitter argument between people, I'm beginning to get the suspicion that most of the more extreme voices on the pro-force vac side are not organic. No. Well, have you seen the, um, like the screenshots of the tweet? about the hospitals being overrun again, COVID's yeah. back, and it's like, that's just copy and pasted. Like, what? Like, why? Why are we doing it? And I was thinking about this today, right? So much of everything today is like, why are people getting the vaccine? Don't give me the, the crap about, well, I'm getting it because I care about other people. Fuck that for a minute. And just think, okay, there's really two forces that that would drive you to get this vaccine. You respect your authority because your your authority is is there for you. It tries to to do the right thing for you, cares about you, and therefore, when it gives you a vaccine or a choice, you can confidently make that decision and feel com- comfortable with it. Or you're making that decision out of fear. I don't think there's anybody making the decision out of a respect standpoint. I think everything is being driven out of fear. So, and if and if you're making decisions for fear-based reasons, I think that's a bad way to go. I don't think any decision should be made out of fear. You're not going to make your best decisions when you're afraid. No. And we know that the ruling class and societies often use fear as a tactic to control and manipulate their, you know, their people. I think what I find most worth preserving in the current moment is the notion that medical science, medical science and... and government the private sector and the public sector are merging to create this reality that no one can debate yeah and when we and when we talk about an audio time capsule more so than just vaccine talk is that right it's just like online discourse online discourse today is at i think a like a, a not a turning point, a, like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a cliff point. Like, it's either you turn around right now and we undo stuff or we just go over the cliff. Like, there's no, there's no other option, I don't think. And I think we're just headed right over the cliff. It's, yeah, it doesn't have, there's not much time left for social media no, I don't think so. Like so again, people... that's that's going to be something that you can open up the audio time capsule and who knows, a year, two years, ten years, fifteen years, and go, wow, look at what people were, were doing online. Like, this is crazy that they let people do this. And in a, in a weird sense, I want 
to make it known. There was a time when none of this seemed possible. And it wasn't very long ago. Like, I remember being on Reddit in like 2011 (laughs) and 12. And seeing the debates about like ban our fat people hate and... You know, the original censorship wave that came through Reddit. And you, you used to talk about Aaron Schwartz on the internet. And the idea that... The idea that, like... Um, information should be free and accessible for everyone. And now we're really at this position... In this position where... The default to, like, medical doctors and their opinions... Is so scary. Especially... When you factor in that it's only some medical doctors. Well, exactly. That's like, what I was going to say, right? It's not like, all of them. Because the medical doctors that don't have this viewpoint or idea aren't allowed to to be heard. So there, there was an article. It's a very controlled conversation. Essentially, there, there was an article today about how they're going to start taking away medical licenses for people who are giving misinformation online if they're a doctor. So, like, essentially, if you get banned from Twitter and Facebook for spreading misinformation online, then the medical association, like the medical bar, I don't know what it's called, will take away your your ability to practice. So, what is that going to do for doctors who have a different opinion? And also, like, what what is misinformation? Like, what? How can we even define misinformation in today's day and age when no nothing can be trusted? Nothing. Think about it that we're in an era where the pharmaceutical companies and the CIA are setting narratives that are that's controlling our lives and how we go out and do things. Like it's this it's the information overlords at the CIA who already got in trouble in the fifties with Operation Paperclip. We know all their connections to people like Anderson Cooper, Mika Brzezinski, down the line, all these legacy media figures who have generations in these news families and CIA families that all marry each other and operate on cable news outlets. It's it's sick that we allow that. And then pharmaceutical companies that have a track record of poisoning us all over the place that are that essentially the opiate crisis here in two, if you're listening to this in the future, currently in 2021, the opioid crisis has been raging for what? 5 years? Like the, past, the past 5 years has been like huge. It's probably been before that. Yeah. And I mean, I remember, like, two years ago, seeing a commercial for fentanyl and, like, how dangerous fentanyl. It's like, yeah, like, this is the this is the landscape we have created. And we've done it to ourselves. Like, I mean, it's not like we're completely like, oh, poor us. Like, look what's happening to us. Like, we've, we're doing it to ourselves with the people we elect, the choices we make, the decisions that we've all made. So, I don't really have, like, uh... I have sympathy towards us, like all of the people, but I also at the same time think you can only feel so bad. So now they're going to start mandating the vaccine. What happens when they mandate the vaccine in America? Listen, we've said it on this podcast a million times. I think (laughs) we are close to... A real war, like a real civil war. Who's gonna fight it? We're gonna find that out. If they, I'm serious. Like if they really mandate 
the vaccine for every citizen, not just certain employees and not certain health professionals. Every citizen needs to have the vaccine. We will see who this fight is going to be. Between. Why is it better that private companies mandate vaccines it's to not, the point where you're banned better. from private, that you're banned from society itself? Why are those kind of consequences, as you see it framed in the online argument, why are they acceptable? Why should we allow... None of it's allow, None of it's acceptable. Yeah. Why should we allow private businesses who need employees to determine who they need to hire based on what medical procedures you have? And what's to say that it stops with just this one vaccine? When booster shots are coming out every six to ten months, when... What if the government says to you, like, you need to get a vasectomy because of population? It's a crisis. Global warming is a crisis. So well, then you know what? You need to get a vasectomy. Then we're just China. That's what they want to be. So, and like, I'm going to take a controversial stance here. That's fine. <laughs> if you want to be China, that's fine. But don't, it's that, what's that saying? Like, don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Like, yeah. don't tell me this is America and everything's going to be great when you're just going to be China. That Like, it's fine. Well, we did this to ourselves. We voted for these people who want to be China. So we, let's be China. Let's be China. But, uh. Fucking tell us you're gonna be China, cause I'm. I can't pretend like, and and like we like. I'm not even upset with like anything. Like I'm not upset with anything anymore. Like, if I'm I have one more pro-vax person, just say like, why don't you just get it to me? I'm gonna lose my shit, dude. Dude, why don't you just get it? Why don't you just get it, dude? Let me What's wrong it. with you? What's Let me wrong with you? With heroin. Why don't you want it? Do you not care about other people? Do you not, You're selfish? Yeah, do you not care about other people? That's the best one. Well, because again... Right? I'm going to make every, these people throw every, me away. Everything... Listen, I said I will be a martyr for this. I'll die on this hill. <laughs> exactly. There's so many hills I won't die on. This is one of them that I will. Um, what was I about to say? I don't know. I was going to say something. It doesn't matter. But when we talk about audio time capsule... So right now, all of this vaccine stuff, all of the around the world stuff, like what we were saying with Australia and South Africa and France and social media, the election, Donald Trump, what else? What else is going in that time capsule? What else is happening right now that me and you get together once a week and discuss? You remember the Mayan calendar? The was supposed to world was supposed to end in twenty twelve? Yeah. Yeah. I always think like what if that was just what if the prediction was right? Like I think twenty twelve was like no, I've seen predictions where like, oh the that world actually was, ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, not talking about that. that. I'm saying like what if that was just the point in when in which we passed whatever threshold there was in order to avoid this collapse like what if 2012 was just like there's just something about it 2012 was the last year i remember feeling like we weren't dra- rapidly declining but do you think that was only because you were younger and was you weren't as not that you weren't paying attention then but just maybe you were a little bit more naive in certain regards maybe but there was there was something real about the obama hope and change shit 
Like, well, I think well, we've talked about this. That was an I, actual political movement. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I I fully believe like Barack Obama went into that with a a desire to to do good, and I'm, he was co opted. That's what I, I think. I no longer believe that. I don't think Barack Obama's intentions were ever. Very I don't good. think we've seen this so much with Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and others. They're not good. At, they're not good at creating genuine feelings. Yeah, that that is where they struggled the most. There was no genuine feeling. That's behind why Joe Kam- Biden. no one likes Kamala. There's no genuine feeling behind Kamala. No genuine feeling behind Hillary. Now Trump, love him or hate him, the dude had a genuine groundswell of of people yes. and support. Same thing with Bernie, right? Yes. And that's why Bernie the second time around felt really weird to me because like I still felt like half of of his. People were like real and genuine, but then the other half of it just felt fake. Well, that's that's easy to explain. Bernie in the second run had a new wave of young, idealistic Correct. kids voting for him at the same time, and his message was ninety percent the same. Yeah, but it was the ten percent that changed that was enough for people like me and you to be like, "Hey, dude, that's like that's a big red was, flag." He ran essentially the second time as the Democrats. He was never authentically trying to win that second campaign. And so that's when I go, Barack Obama had that authenticity, right? Like he had it. Like there's, I don't think they could have faked that type of support and dare I say the word no, but I, adoration. No, but- because of Barack Obama is actually the most gifted political figure ever. Like he's in just a American true history. politician. Like yeah, he had the words, the mannerism, but that's because I believe he was kind of like groomed to do exactly what he did, which is very possible. And I think like every president, at least since Bill Clinton, was essentially that way. Like groomed from the time they were in these elite institutions of Harvard, Yale, you know. They get tapped on the shoulder, they meet the right people, they enter the skull and bones, or become Rhodes Scholars, or whatever it is, and then they're told, you're going to be president someday. Don't worry, just Or maybe you won't be president, but we're going to put you in a really high position in media, or something like that. But... Well, I think they told Bill and Hillary that that they were were going to be president. Yeah. And I think that's why Hillary has taken it so hard. It's like, I was was supposed to be president! It's like, listen, you were so unlikable that we even couldn't. We can't help you. We can't help you. We got Joe Biden in there. We can't get you in there. Although they needed a pandemic for Joe Biden. Yeah, what does that say about Hillary Clinton? (laughs) Like, dude, Joe Biden? They cheated so hard in both those elections. I hope, if if nothing else, I just hope these audits show people how BS our elections are. And that's where I get the most disheartened, by the way. It's like, I can't just be like, well, you know what? Vote we'll get, these people out. We'll get them next time. No, you can't. No, you're not. You you're never, never going to get them. You can't beat them in the way you think you can beat them. Like, everyone thinks that you could just beat them by running in elections and getting good people in office. You will never beat them that way. You will never do it. And the reason for that is because they literally control too many key elections and too much power in D.C. outside of... There's, there's so much opposition... In D.C. to any genuine person looking to change that no one can do it long enough. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates are targeted every day by almost every media outlet in the country. And I don't know if they're good people, what kind of skeletons are in their closet. I do know that there is only one member of Congress who's ever in their life 
held the position that the official story of 9-11 is not 100% true and honest. And that's Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she's the only member of Congress in the entire country that we're conditioned to hate every single day. I wonder why. <laughs> so, it's hard. It's hard to go in there. That's why the squad caves immediately to the establishment Democrat Party. That's why they just... didn't do anything. Which, by the way, how do people, like, I, I don't, that's what drives me nuts. Is like, who are these people who love and laud these, these politicians, like the AOCs and the... Juan Omar's. And it makes me feel like you have to be blind willfully in order to because, not see how... Because you, how, you love them. Yes. It's not just like these are the politicians you support. Like, you love them. Yeah, like, how could you love them? Like, you make these... These people are terrible. You make these, like, artworks and you make them your profile pictures on things and you just talk about how great they are. And then, when they're in a position of power and they have the ability, like, the Jimmy Dore with the force the vote, right? Like, like you had the power... To kind of do what you wanted here. And you didn't. Because they don't care. One of the biggest disappointments of the current moment to put in our time capsule is how we've gone from 2010. And it's really got to give credit to our opposition. Like, if we were playing a chess match. Dude, they're great. Or, yeah. Like, if this were tennis. Like, whatever. When 2010 happened and Occupy Wall Street happened, this is why maybe 2012 is that turning point. Because Occupy Wall Street was a genuine political movement. It was a rebellion against the financial collapse of 2008. And it really disrupted the system. And it felt like a real coming to a head moment. Which is why when Bernie Sanders runs in 2016, essentially rallying Occupy Wall Street members who are now old enough to, to take on the political establishment through the electoral box... He had real momentum and an opportunity if he runs third party and chooses not to and chooses Correct. to endorse Hillary, which is why so many of his supporters leave the Democrat Party and either vote third party or join Trump entirely like I do and you do. Correct. I can't believe now in 2021 that so many of those people from all that time ago are some of the are some of the most adamant about protecting this establishment and this system and the oligarchy that's in place that is not just oppressing us now, but showing the cards every single day on what they want to turn this country into. And I keep going back to Neuralink and the notion that we're going to you know, be uploading consciousness into the cloud or the idea that there's real uh, singularity coming around the corner. And what that means in a world where you don't get to choose what they inject you with. What does that mean for humanity? If you're not, if freedom as we know it is gone for safety and security from disease, if we're now choosing government-provided protection from disease over freedom, what does that mean for humanity in a world where they're trying to actively merge technology and biology? And in humanity. And it really, for me, is so simple. Just like... The government's not good at anything they do. Why would you trust them with with your safety and your life? I don't know how you, how you could. Forget just good. Like, it's not that they're incapable. The they, government... They're, they're actively against it. The government is... An oppressive force, correct? By nature, 
Correct. So, and it's never been the friend of the common individual. The government has never been a tool that provides for the everyday man. Government has only ever been a tool for the most wealthy and powerful. So what do we do with that? When we're when our betters, our peers who believe themselves superior, are marching us towards complete medical apartheid. How do we handle this situation? And I think that that's why the time capsule now, in recognizing where we've come from and where we are at this current moment in the COVID crisis, when cases are relatively low and deaths are nearing all-time lows, we're talking about mandating a vaccine that's experimental and hurting more people than any vaccine in human history has ever hurt. Actually, if you go by the numbers that they used to say were the way you judge how good a vaccine is, this vac- this series of vaccines have killed more than any other vaccine combined. Like You can combine all the other vaccines ever made, and this vaccine has killed more people in its current use, if you go by the numbers that they put it's out there. It's only going to do more. Now, I don't even, frankly, care that much. I'm not saying... I am kind of saying we should maybe stop this experiment because I do believe that there are treatments that perhaps are better than the vaccine. But I'm not a doctor and whatever. Refer to your doctor for all medical advice. But I am saying the fact that you're trying to mandate this is sick. And you have to think about the the medical experiments that were done during World War II by the Japanese scientists, the German scientists, by U.S. scientists when they were forcing soldiers to take things like LSD and heroin and all sorts of psychotropic drugs and then in Japan where scientists were forcing inmates in prison camps to rape each other with sexually transmitted diseases to see the effects when you have German scientists looking to do all sorts of sick and twisted things to Jewish prisoners this is where the idea of consent in medical procedure comes from and we're only 80 years removed. We're a turning or removed. If a you turning, go by the baby. fourth turning. Here we and go. And here we are. The government is trying to get... And well, remember... That's why history repeats itself. After World War II, the U.S. government takes in all those scientists. Correct. And all those scientists' kids are probably working for our freaking government looking for that same goal that they were trying to achieve way back when, which is being able to control everyone through medicine. Which is crazy. And look, I don't care if you believe that or not, if you think that's a wild conspiracy theory, it probably is. I'm not saying I believe that, but I am saying I'm never going to let myself fall prey to a government that clearly wants to control me via these means. I don't want them to. I don't want them to be able to tell me I can't, can or can't do things because of what shots I do or don't take. And, and I don't want to take their shots, and that should be enough for you or for anyone else. And that's how you have yourself... I'm an organic human being. And that's how you have yourself where we are in today's world yeah. and it's going to be really crazy to look back and be like wow but i hope you do it i hope you listen to the other episodes of the bros catch up podcast hope you stick around after the squirt for maybe more content probably not maybe you shouldn't do that who knows but i think we're good for tonight what do you think frank i'm i'm all set all right have a good night everyone goodbye
Welcome to After the Squirt Sports. I'm your host, Frankie That's real music. No, is it? That's something. It can't be. Like, we're going to get a copyright strike on that. That's an original. I'm pretty sure I, I think that. I think you think that's original, but, like, <laughs> I think that's definitely... Just a, just some sports jingle I've heard before all mm-hmm. over. I don't think so. I don't think it's... I think it's just a combination of actual... It sounds so much like a generic sports jingle that you think it's actually a real sports jingle. All right, well... This is Squirt Sports. That's right. And we have two sports to talk about. That's right. Obviously, we love the Yankees, and we talk about the Yankees. Yes. I wanna... Also, football season is very near, so I'm assuming we'll probably talk a little bit about that as well. What about the Olympics? The Olympics aren't real in my opinion, so <laughs> I think the Olympics are dumb. I was watching the skeet shooting men's final thing. Yeah. There was like a 56-year-old dude from I- Iran. Cool. Like, if you're 56 and in the Olympics, like, I just kind of don't think your sport's real. What are you talking about? It takes a real athlete to skeet shoot. And, like, I'm not saying skeet shooting's not hard. I know I can't do it. It's not the point. I just think most of the Olympic sports are just things that, if you just did when you were a kid you'd, and never stopped doing them, you could just go to the Olympics and do. That's not the point? I don't think so. I think the point is to be like these like real like crazy athletes and I just don't think like like the air rifle shooting. Like those you just don't like shooting. athletes. You just don't like shooting sports. No, I just don't think those are sports. Like that's not an athlete. Sure it is. You don't have to be an athlete to stand there with the little air rifles. To practice you have to skeet- shoot thousands and thousands of rounds. It's exhausting. I would say skeet shooting's more like I think it takes, like, an athlete to do the skeet shooting. Like, you have to have real, like, your reflexes have to be crazy quick. But, like, think about, like, synchronized diving. That's an, that's, you need to be an athlete to be able to do those flips and stuff. I disagree. What do you mean you disagree? I don't think think you can disagree. I think you need to be more of an athlete to shoot than to do the synchronized diving. Uh, I disagree. See? That's why they're both in the Olympics. Fencing's dumb. <laughs> Most every type of volleyball, ping pong, pickleball, badminton. I like them as sports, not Olympic sports. Is handball in the Olympics? Yep, not a sport. Do we ever gold in handball? No. I feel like we should. Such an easy sport. <laughs> like, I think I could be an Olympic handballer. Yeah, you th- well, why aren't you? Because I would never waste my time attempting <laughs> to be an Olympic handballer. Because you know Olympic handballers probably work as like Starbucks baristas. I wouldn't know. But anyway. I do want to... We're not here to talk about the Olympics. I do want to talk about or say... I always like to admit when I'm wrong. Okay. And one of the things that we, I know I've been expressing about the Yankees for a long time this season is my belief that they should have been sellers at the trade deadline. 
as soon as we traded for Gallo and Rizzo, like, i so over that stupid idea. Who would want to be sellers? Bye, 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 baby. Bye, I, bye, bye. I do agree there because I was very negative. I thought the season was over. Season's not over. Just getting started. Let's it's do it. It's the new, like, <laughs> listen, the season started last was, Friday. Everything you heard me say, this is just evidence you don't have to listen to us and our opinions ever because. We're always wrong. We're wrong and we'll change our mind on a whim. Just like this. So the Yankees on about a week, two week, a week and a half to two weeks before the deadline, I gave the Yankees a full blown console. Okay. And I was prepared to not watch any more baseball, well, and I were, stopped. Not only had, did they were they losing, they were just losing in they're miserable, epically terrible, absolutely fashion. miserable. The Red Sox series was just an absolute abomination. And then the trade, then then they go to the Rays. They play in the Trop. They win two a three. They probably should have won Game Three. Well, not should have, but I wish they would have. And then we go into the trade deadline, and we get Joey Gallo. Mm. Now that was awesome. What a move! Love me some Gallo. Joey Gallo, the left-handed Aaron Judge, Italian American. And I was excited because Joey Gallo is just a really cool player. Probably, but I wasn't. Oh, probably would enjoy the Brothers Ketchup podcast. You think? Well, just think he probably has brothers, Italian Americans. Brothers, you know, how could he, re- he probably relates. I hope so. Grew up a Yankee fan. Send, send it over. Like, hey, Joe Gal, listen to this. <laughs> My brother can't do 12 pulls. How many pulls can you do? <laughs> I could do it. Now that I. Give me a week, I'll be able to do 12. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> Next Monday, we've recorded the podcast, and we can do that exact same thing where you don't get anywhere near 12 pull ups. Glad we can do that. Um,. But I really did did think like the addition of Anthony Rizzo was cool, but or Joey Gallo was cool. Yeah. But that it didn't really do much for us. Like it's not it's a great move and it's cool. We have him for next year, but I really did think it was more of like a next year thing. Like let's see if it helps this year, but that's really just for next. And then from the clouds, the Yankees get Anthony Rizzo too. And man, now we're talking. It fundamentally changes the dynamics of this team. 100%. You put two legitimate lefty bats into this lineup, and everything is different. Although we are getting currently getting shut out by the 6 ERA guy, which I said was going to happen. It's early. I want this team to have like a really big inning at some point. They need to have like a really big game. That'll come. But just keep the winning. But it's got to win. They started to really like slap the ball around. They've had flashes. Like this lineup has a lot more runners on base so far, but, but they're just not scoring the runs as much as they should be. But no one's really hit home runs other than Rizzo. Like Judge hasn't had a home run in forever. Giancarlo, Sanchez. So like it's coming. They can't all go homerless for too much longer. You would think, right? I mean, law of averages. So the Yankees are in position to capture the wild card after all of our misery all season, and they're in pres- they're in position to possibly make a run at least later in the season if they can keep up their winning rate ways uh, at perhaps the division. We currently find ourselves two games out of the wild card. Yeah, two so and like, a half. Two and a half. You're there. Like that's that's do- a doable deficit, and it's still early. In regards to that, it's August 1st. You got two months. 
The division's a different story, but it's not completely... I think you're only six and a half out, or five and a half out. But the, the goal's got to be wild card. You just have to get just to the playoffs. Games. Just win games. Get to the playoffs with this team and hope that your pitching holds up and your offense at some point can click and consistently put up runs. It's easy. We got it. I hope so. I didn't like that Rizzo, Judge, and Gallo just went down one, two, three. It's going to happen. But it's, you're right. It's going to happen. It's baseball. All right. And uh, Tua is lighting up training camp for the Dolphins. Because he's going to win MVP. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? That he was going to win MVP. A year ago. He's going to win MVP. I said Tua's in his second year. He's going to win MVP. I will go to the the nearest. This is on the podcast. You can go back. I said it on the podcast. I'm going to place a $100 wager on Tua to win MVP. But you haven't done that yet. I haven't done it yet. Because, to be honest, I was waiting for the Barstool Sportsbook to open here. But... I don't think I can wait that long. So I think I'm just going to place it. I want to place it soon because... What are the odds on it? The I don't know. Because the 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 longer training camp goes and Tua looks great, I think the odds are going to get worse. You mean better? No, worse. Well, worse to bet on him. Yeah, worse to bet on him, but better. But I'm so excited for the Dolphins season. Uh, if he has a... Season where he takes a significant step. The Dolphins are in for a very exciting year. Alright, I'm trying to find. Alright, here it is. NFL MVP odds. I think I have it. Okay. Um, 66 to 1. Okay. Is what I have it at. So, you bet a dollar, you get $66? Oh, yeah. No. I'm going to bet $100. Oh, and no. that's not great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> First pitch of the fourth inning it, to the Orioles now listen, slapped out of the ballpark. What we didn't talk about the Yankees is that they did acquire Andrew Heaney, and I said, why? <laughs> and this is why I said why. Because it's not the best night so far for Heaney. It's not a terrible night. It's pretty terrible. We're up, getting no hit. Giving up two home runs. That's why this game isn't. This game hasn't started until they We're get getting hit. no hit. We're not going to get no we hit. We get no hit all the time. We're not going to get no hit. Why Why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that the Yankees get no hit all the time? I think it has to be a mental thing. We don't get no hit all For the like time. For like extended stretches, they get no hit. It's because we have just true outcome players and the strikeout is going to prevail. It's so dumb. Look at this. What but anyway. So yeah, yeah two so two is 66 to MVP. 1. That's the easiest $6,000 I've ever made in my life. Thank you very much. I'll be cashing <laughs> that check at the end of the year. And I can't wait. I can't wait to have $6,000. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to be pretty pumped about it. And the Dolphins are going to win 13 games. You going to bet on that, too? They. I'm going to just. I'm gonna bet they're over. Do we know? Is that set? Do we have 2021 NFL over-unders? Over-unders have to be out, yeah. Schedule's out. Because I will hammer that. We should do that on an episode. Oh, yeah. Just go fun. through like the whole league's over-unders. Um, All right, see. hold on. Over under for the Dolphins is it is getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it. We're almost there. We're almost there. Nine. Oh, way over. Right, hammer that over. Especially with the extra game, we'll win more than nine. Do you want to hear all the teams that have a nine win total prediction yep. as the Dolphins? Yep. Tell me if you think the Dolphins are a better team than these teams. I'm going to name. Okay. The Steelers. 
Uh, Steelers will be okay. They could win nine. The Patriots. They should be worse than that. They should win like seven. Games. The Chargers. Probably worse. All right. Now these are teams that have higher win totals than the Dolphins. Okay. The Cowboys. I would say worse. The Saints. Probably better. You think? I don't think the Saints are going to be good at all. We're going to see. Uh, Titans. Probably better. Probably better. Browns. Better. I want to say worse, but... They're probably better. Colts. Worse. 49ers. Worse. Seahawks. I'd say worse. And then there's a few others, but those ones all are, like, no Clearly doubt better. are good. So, yeah, I like I like that. I think I'm going to make a shit ton of money on the NFL this year. I'm feeling good as a Dolphin year. fan this year. And, you know, that hasn't been the case for a while. I'm just going to make a bunch of Dolphins bets. It's nice to not have a season where we're going into it like, you know, if we lose 10 games, like, really, we should win. We should – double-digit wins is, like, a minimum expectation. Oh, no, he's just giving up bombs now. Oh, no. It's now 4 nothing O's. Andrew Heaney is just getting taken I will deep. say, throwing meaty hanging curveballs down the middle. Not a great schedule. I don't care who face. you're playing against. Boone looks sick. They're going to hit home runs. That was his fifth home run of the season. Five. He's hit five home <laughs> runs of the season. I just watched one of them. Oh, man. Well, I wanted to sweep the Orioles instead. We're going to have to just... Settle for two of three, which is fine. Listen, you're gonna keep, you're gonna lose games. You're not gonna win every game. I wouldn't give this game up yet. The it's Orioles over. pitching staff is terrible, and we have a meaty lineup. We're getting destroyed by a guy with a six ERA. It's early, dude. It's the third inning. All right, let's Fourth. let's wrap up after the sports sports with just uh, overall excitement level of of sports right now. We got the Yankees after a trade deadline, surging for the playoffs. Well, not surging. That's a bad word, but. Attacking for the playoffs, trying to mount any sort of momentum towards the playoffs, and then the Dolphins and everything going on in training camp with Tua and Albert Wilson and Jalen Waddle. And it would be more exciting if society wasn't about to collapse. Well, we'll discuss that on the actual podcast. But it's pretty exciting, right? <laughs> it is. It's very exciting. Um, who's who's your wide receiver to look out for? On the Dolphins? Yeah. I didn't think Albert Wilson was really going to make the team, but it looks like he's going to... I would say that he looks really good, so happy about that for him. Did you see him mic'd up? Yeah. He's kind of like leading that offense a little bit? Well, he kind of has to. Like You have to come in there and like show you could be leader, leader. veteran because you've been gone for two... Why is that a ball? Two years now? Um, but also, I'd have my eye on Preston Williams in a negative way. Guy can't get on the field. And there's, it's a very crowded But he's a big room. Dogecoin guy. Yeah, that is true. But, he can't, but, I mean, he's right now the odd man out, I would say. For sure. So. What right. about you? Uh, I was going to say Albert Wilson, but I also think Jalen Waddell has a really good shot to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Also, the tight end we... Oh, yeah. That'd be sick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just missed At what point do you take this dude out? He just missed giving up his third home run by inches. Third? That would have been his fifth. It's it's been four solo shots. No, no, no. It hasn't been. It's the... It was a two-run. The first one was a two-run. No, he's giving up four home runs tonight. The first one was a two-run home run. 
No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. We did were doing s- it. We were doing it. Did we you were- see the stat that they showed? It said four home runs allowed tonight. Ties career high. They just showed that on the screen. It can't be. The first one was two runs. Definitely was. How? Why? What makes you say that? Because there were two outs and a runner on first when we started working out, and then when we came back, it was two nothing. I think you're just making that up. What are you talking about? We watched the situation. A door missed the pop up. There's a runner on second base when he when he missed that pop up in, in foul territory. I think you're incredibly wrong here. All right. I mean, that's possible. We but were obviously. I didn't other, watch it. We were doing other things, but that's. I didn't I remember. watch it. I'm just going off of what that stat said. But I didn't think you watched it. But it sounds like you you did watch. But All when did you watch? We it? missed the home run, but we came back right after the home run. It was two nothing. There was a runner on base. I thought Cedric Mullins solo solo homer, Austin Hayes solo homer, Ryan Mountcastle solo homer, Ramon Urias solo. Homer. All right, so I was wrong. Oh God, this guy's bad. But yeah, so Jalen Waddle, I think he's only thrown four bad pitches tonight. Well, five. And they've all been crushed. I thought it was three. It was four. It was five. Well, it didn't go out, so if he gets out of this inning, it's not that bad. I like how they're just leaving him in there. He's, thrown, he's like throwing 80 pitches already. Yeah, it's not great. 75 pitches. Like, what do they What are they expecting to happen here? Third and a third. Third. Three and a third innings. 74 pitches, four homers. Ugh. Your first time pitching in pinstripes, though, in the in the confines of Yankee Stadium is nerve-wracking because those walls are so close. It must be fun, just, like, throwing a ball and just <laughs> dink, no, dink. No. It's like, this is hard. The stadium is so small. Oh, God. Joelle. Like, yeah. What's with his hair? Is he wearing a... He's got, like, a do-rag. Okay, all right. I was very confused. thought his hair was painted on his head. <laughs> Like, that's weird. Is that a Sharpie marker? <laughs> there we go, Heaney. That was almost out. All right, let's end that here. All right, we'll see you later. Okay, so today, Sal and I were talking. I don't know how the discussion of pull-ups came about, but Sal, for some reason, stated he could do 12 pull-ups easily. Now, should be noted, Sal does no sort of physical activity for working out. Now, 
his job is physical. You, you do walking for your job. You're, you're, you're a strong adult male. But I don't think you can just willy-nilly put together 12 pull-ups. Right. So I think for sure I'm going to get 12. We are in our studio, and we have a door with the little pull-up bar on it. So we are going to live broadcast and see if Sal can get 12. So here we go. Let's sorry, walk over to this. Sorry, a live this is a live feed. When you were listening to this, this is happening in real time. All right, so let's go over the rules. That's a chin-up, so hand palms facing forward. Perfect, that's a pull-up. Now, I don't care about dead hang or anything like that. Baby so my hands aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame, blame the baby. You want rosin? Do we have rosin in here? Gloves with grip. You could put, listen, you could do whatever you want. You want to put gloves on? You're not going to do 12, so it doesn't matter. Well, I thought it was with these. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do 12 of those <laughs> yeah, either. I could definitely do 12, too. I could probably still do 10 of these. I'm so confident you're not going to get <laughs> close to it. That's fine. But, uh, you don't have to get your chin fully above the bar. I'm not going to be a stickler about it. But, you, and you don't have to come all the way down and hang. But, if it, if it looks a little weak, I'll tell you. Okay. So, whenever you're ready, you can start. Oh, that was a really hard one. That's a hard two. That's three, four. He's a lot lower. That's five. He's barely above the bar. That's right. six. <laughs> and he wasn't close. He That's was. more than four. You said you were going to be closer to 12 than you would four. You're right. Yeah. But I thought I could do. T- I thought okay. I could do chin-ups. So take a break. Let's take a breather. Let those arms relax. You don't need rest. And let's do chin-ups. Let's see if you can. So now palms are facing him, which should be a little bit easier because it gets your biceps more instead of your back. And again, I don't think I'm you're gonna, gonna come. Out a I my know. Arms feel okay. Like, but my arms hold on. Feel Ta- crazy talking weak. to the mic here. That's why I said you couldn't do twelve. <laughs> And you were like, you don't need to work out. I could just do 12 pull-ups. <laughs> I think I could. Like if no, there, you can't. We no, just, listen. no, no, no. You can't. We just did it. If there was like a bear underneath me and I had to like get up for my life, I think I could do it. How about I put a fire beneath you? <laughs> I still don't think you could do it. What are these ones? Those aren't anything. Those are, I don't know. All right, you're going to do chin-ups? Let's see. How many chin-ups can you do? More or less than the pull-ups. Well, after you did six pull-ups, I bet you do six chin-ups. One. That was a better one. That was two. That's three. And with each one, he just gets not as high. That's five. Six. He barely went down, barely got his head above. That was just... Ah, God. <laughs> All right, it's hard. All right. Let's... To prove a point, because I said I couldn't do 12. Okay. And I work out. And I bet I can't do 12. We're to find out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yours are much nicer than mine, too. Yeah, but it's it's so hard. All right. All right, good podcasting. <laughs> Hope you guys all enjoyed the visual of that. Use your imagination. That's how it lifts himself over the bar. All right, now that I'm, now that I'm exhausted... There you go. Start the podcast.
we're still in this 